What's up, everybody? I'm Steph. And I'm Mari. We are two licensed professional counselors in the state of Wisconsin, and this is the Rewriting Her Story podcast, a mindset podcast for everyone. Here we'll discuss daily issues we face ourselves, struggles our clients are having, and ways to tackle everyday life and whatever else comes up. We take a no-bullshit approach while still being empathetic and supportive. Let's Let's fucking fucking go. go. Go, go, go. Hi. Welcome back. episode 21 and guess what we're still in the same room together still in the same room best friends <laughs> together forever somebody give me a recording deal i was gonna say insert the save by the bell um friends forever song that they recorded as a band oh my god dude i fucking still love save by the bell I like know. that is my childhood I that and 90210 will always be loves of my life i love that for sure for sure anyways Welcome back to episode 21. So today, we're talking about something super exciting and maybe a little uncomfy for some people, but hopefully... <laughs> I didn't even mean you. I just meant you. Yeah, I like, well, I mean, fucking sign me up for it. Shit. Uh, like, I am and I'm not. I don't know. It's uh, Maybe it's just because, like, other people are going to be hearing are gonna it. Hear, but, like, us just in a room talking, I'm just fucking chill about yeah, it. Yeah, for I'm sure. Like, uh, Yikes. For sure. But I think this is a way to welcome the topic and, like, normalize talking about it, right? Because there's nothing wrong with talking about sex. Hey. Let's talk about sex. I can get it. Okay. So this was prompted by Mari. It's Jeffrey. (laughs) Oh, my God. We might just leave it in there. Why not? This is real life. This is real life. This is real life. Okay. Back to my thought. This episode was prompted by my recent um, desire, so to speak, to further my education and to become a certified sex therapist. So (laughs) I do kind of market myself as not specifically a sex therapist at this point, but if you were to view my Psychology Today profile, you would see that I'm like kink-allied, bisexual-allied, gay, trans, all the things, right? And those things, it's it's thrilling, I guess isn't the right word. I've always been intrigued by topics about sex and sexuality and gender identity. Like, the LGBTQIA community has been something that I've been very passionate about for a very long time. And then it just kind of evolved into more things as I got more comfortable, like in my own, like viewpoints and thoughts as I educated myself further. And then I just started to get clients that really wanted to talk about things related to sex. And when I say things related to sex, I mean like literally anything. I've worked with so many clients who have had sexual trauma and processing through that trauma in order to be able to have sex with another person again. That to me is a very beautiful thing to be able to do with somebody, right? I have worked with people who are in polyamorous relationships and what that looks like. And I've learned a lot from clients, but also like doing my own research and educating myself and taking these courses and stuff like that. Lately, I have worked with a lot of people in different kink communities, which I just think is so fucking fascinating. Mm -hmm. For several reasons, right? Like being in a kink community is a really intimate thing. And there's a reason that they're so niche and so private, right? Because there's a lot of stigma around sex in general, but then you throw kink in there and people just lose their fucking mind and don't even know what to do with themselves. I want to be that safe person for somebody to come and be like, hey, so this is what I'm dealing with right now. And 
my partner doesn't agree or, hey, I have this fetish and I don't know how to talk to my partner about it. Like, what can we do? I love that kind of shit. Like that kind of shit just like lights me up because I want to be able to empower somebody to have those hard conversations with a partner or a future partner or acceptance within themselves, like all the things. And if you're friends with me, like a very close friend of mine, you know that like I just like to talk about all things related to sex. I think it's very, very interesting to know what people are into, like what their experiences have been, um, what intimacy means to them, right? And like how that looks in a relationship. And I know that we've talked before about the five love languages, one of them being physical touch, right? So that includes intimacy and closeness with your partner. And it's just very interesting to me to see all the different walks of life and how sex like plays a part in all of that. Does that make sense? It absolutely makes sense. I think that when I first met you, that is when I really started being comfortable talking about sex and topics related to that. Growing up in a Christian household, like, we didn't talk about that. Mm -hmm. That wasn't discussed. Sexuality wasn't discussed. I mean, I think the LGBTQIA community was still, I don't want to say silent, but I guess it just, going to not public, private school, K through 12. Sure. Like, that wasn't discussed. That Mm -hmm. wasn't brought up um, because it was Catholic, so obviously, like, that doesn't exist. Like, whatever. Fuck off. (laughs) Um, So... Fuck off, Karen. I'm going home. (laughs) Fuck off. (laughs) So being able to to have a space, like, getting out of that, going to college, exploring with, like, the psychology classes that we had, like, just discussing, like, having access to more open-minded people was like, oh, wow, okay, like, this is under, like, gives me a better understanding of, like, where people are, like, what walks of life that they're in, and then being able to meet you, it definitely was more of an exploration of, like, there should not be, that's a cognitive error, I would love to reduce the stigma and shame behind sex, right? Mm -hmm. Of, like, just have an open, honest conversation about, like, with your partner, like, what you like, what you don't like. And, like, that that we can talk more about later. But more so of, like, if we were to take ownership over it in society and talk more about it instead of abiding by maybe, like, society's social stigmas or standards of, like, women don't talk about that, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. I think that it would, we could reduce some of that shame that comes up when talking about it or being around it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Also think of how common it is for women to not believe that they have the right to enjoy sex, right? When mm-hmm. sex is meant to be a task that you do to make a baby or mm-hmm. to make your partner happy, right? And you don't take ownership of like, I do this shit because I enjoy it. I do this because it feels good. Like we are sexual beings, mm-hmm. right? Yes, we are, I don't want to say meant to procreate because that's not ever in everybody's destiny and that's okay right but like we are meant to enjoy these experiences and and have these moments that feel good and you want to continue or you want to learn more and I think I feel like this is a touchy subject for a lot of people this is my viewpoint and you don't have to agree with me and that's okay um when it comes to pornography Mm -hmm. right I think porn can be a really fucking good teaching tool sure right like if you can watch porn 
you can learn things. Now, is everybody going to enjoy those things? No, but you can figure out what you like, right? Like Mm -hmm. you can watch something and say, wow, that really turns me on. Or you can watch something and say, that's a fucking hard ass no for me. I will never do that (laughs) ever, ever, ever. And guess what? That's okay too. I know again, there is like porn addiction is a very real thing. Mm -hmm. Sex addiction is a very real thing. So for some people, that's not an option. But I think if it's used correctly, it can be a really great thing. I've worked with people who, and this might be weird for somebody, but like that I've never masturbated. And in, in my head, I'm like, wow, that's interesting. But it's because they weren't told that that was an appropriate thing to do, especially as a girl. That's not talked about, right? Like with boys, it's like, oh, well, yeah, they're a boy. that They're just going to do those things, right? Mm-hmm. Like teenagers, you know, they do these things. And girls aren't taught that that's an option. So we don't even know our bodies. We don't know what we like. We don't know what feels good. And how fucking unfair is that? Like take it back to health class. Health right? class for boys is like, you know masturbating, learning. They talk about ejaculation with males. For us, it's like, you get your period. Here's how to put a pad on. And you bleed, and then you have a baby. Here's how to put a pad on. (laughs) That's all you're going to teach me? And this is how you put a tampon in. Yeah. Like, yeah, God, what a different experience. How fucked is that? For sure. And I think normalizing that we are allowed to embrace our sexuality. Yes. Right? For so long... So, so, so long, I had this assumption that sex work was just disgusting, right? Because that's how I was raised. Back then, it was referred to as prostitution, stripping, whatever verbiage you want to use. Now it's sex work. Because here's the thing. It's work. Yes. Right? And as long as you are a willing participant, please hear me when I say you are a willing participant Mm -hmm. and you are choosing to do sex work, that is A-O-fucking-K. If it's a different situation, a.k.a. sex trafficking or anything of the sort... That is completely different. That is not the same thing. Not what we're talking about. At all. Not the same thing whatsoever. As of right now, you know, the... The hip thing the kids are doing these days is the OnlyFans. The the neat thing they're doing is is doing the porn on the OnlyFans. (laughs) Here's the thing. You fucking do you. Mm -hmm. I think that's amazing. If you can make money off of that and you enjoy doing it, Mm -hmm. do you. Right? I think even going on Instagram, like... It's such a conditioned response to see a picture of a woman in a bikini, a bathing suit, a, a underwear, a lingerie, and to be like, oh my gosh, she's putting herself out there mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Because she can. She fucking can. What's the issue? Yep. I, there can be so many thirst traps over over guys being, you know, I was just being... I don't know. I don't even know how guys so sure because there's really not even that. Like, it's not that much great things to look at, honestly. Like, oh, cool, you have abs. Awesome. Next. Right. uh, Boring. (laughs) Like, so, like, just, but thinking about that, of, like, it's okay for men to be shirtless, to put their bodies out there, but then when it's thought about when women do it, it's like, how scandalous. Mm -hmm. You're a mom. You are not supposed to do that. What are you going to think when your daughter sees this? According to fucking who? Yeah, I'm me before I am any of the hats that I wear. Yes. So what about what I want? What about what I like? What about what I want to be viewed as or seen as or feel for myself versus just being someone's mom? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. I wish there was a way that we could just obviously erase the stigma. That's not possible. But I think the more we normalize it and the more we talk about it and the more enthused we are to just embrace who the fuck we are, right? Like, it makes a huge-ass difference. And talking about sex 
is just like anything else, right? Like mm-hmm. we can normalize it, right? Yes. We can educate our children about it without being like so kind of black and white or so old school. Like we need to teach them to make safe decisions, not say things like, well, that's only something that grownups do. I was just going to say, we were just talking about this of like, well, what are we going to do? And we have to have this talk with our kids and like thinking about like, okay, well, when a man and a woman love each other, that's so fucking broken and backwards. It's not even real life anymore. Yep. That's not even real life. Nor was it ever real life. It's just, it's more so open now and openly discussed, which that makes me feel so happy that people finally are feeling accepted or the freedom to be able to live in their truth. But like, I'm not going to sit here and project this narrative of like, well, you have to really love someone Mm -hmm. because then what? Then, then, you know, God forbid my daughter is older teen, please, Jesus, let her be an older (laughs) teen. And she has sex for the first time. You know, I don't want her to feel that shame of like, well, my mom, I'm supposed to love this person. Yep. I'm supposed to be with this person. But then if this person is shitty to you, fucking leave them. Yep. What does it matter? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to create this false narrative of like, that's what has to happen. That's how you have to be. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about too. So I've worked with, again, I've worked with many, many different people on many different um, topics when it comes to sex, right? So for example, I've dealt with dealt with, excuse me, I have worked with clients who are in polyamorous relationships, right? Stuff from 10, 15 years ago would have been like, what the fuck? How could you share your partner with somebody else? Stuff of today is like more fucking power to you. If your partner is like, yes, I'm down to do this and there is consent and there is open communication, that is a beautiful thing. Here's the thing. There has to be consent and open communication in order for those things to work. If there isn't, that's not what that is, right? And there's Mm -hmm. all different types of poly relationships, right? Like I've had clients who are primarily in a relationship, say, with their spouse, and they are allowed to go outside their marriage to have sex with another person, but they don't want to date other people. Does that make sense? Yeah. Right? So, like, there's a clear understanding of I don't care if you go outside the marriage to have sex with somebody else, but at the end of the day, like, our relationship is what's holding us together, There's other ones that it's a little bit different in terms of like, well, I have these romantic relationships with more than one person and we all live together, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's all, there's so many variables and different things, but here's the thing. You get to make those rules. You get to decide what works for you. And if your partner isn't in agreement with that, then you have to take a real hard look at that relationship and say, well, if this is something that I really want Mm -hmm. and it's not what they want, then you need to make a decision. Don't take somebody along for the ride because you want it to be a certain type of way. That makes sense. Absolutely, and don't stay in a relationship or, or I guess I don't want to project and tell people what to do and what not to do. Review the relationship to see if it's fitting your needs. If it's not, understand that it's okay to say like I love you so much, and you know I, I wish that this would work. However, I'm not going to quiet this part of myself. Mm-hmm. That's not fair to me to not be able to live my truth. Mm-hmm. You deserve a space at the table, whether your partner is willing to see it or not. They mm-hmm. may have viewed you in this light because that's how they met you or that's how they saw you, but that doesn't mean that you can't change over the years and come to terms or understand or identify or be like, oh, wow, this is actually how I feel about certain things. So that's also important to recognize. Well, and think about how much sex and sexuality and gender identity and all the things have to do with vulnerability, right? For you to be able to take a long, hard look at yourself and say, wow, 
I'm really into this kink or wow, I'm really attracted to these type of people or wow, I'm really wanting to have sex look this type of way, right? So that's looking within yourself to figure out what it is that you like. But then here's the thing, sharing that with another person, that's a whole different ball game, right? And making the decision to sit down a partner and say like, hey, how do you feel about this? Are you willing to try? Without the knowledge that they may or may not be in agreement, that sounds fucking scary, right? But what's scarier is not having that conversation and always wondering what if, or having that resentment because they don't want to go along with what you want or feeling like you can't live your truth because this part of you is being like stifled, so to speak. So if somebody came to you, Mar, and was like, I'm having intimacy issues with my partner. I don't feel like we have enough sex or I don't feel like there's enough affection. How do you kind of like walk them through a way to communicate that to their partner? Leave. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> don't have the conversation. It's too scary. Bye. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Because uh, when you were talking about that, that vulnerability piece, I was like, yikes. Uh, are you fucking talking to me? Are you calling me out? Yikes. It's I was so, It's so scary, though. Mm-hmm. When you're raised to think a certain type of way, being like, hey, I like this. Can we try this? I, like, I would, oh, my God. Like, look. So if somebody came to me and they were like, what was the question? (laughs) So they're saying I am having intimacy issues. I don't feel like there's enough affection or I don't feel like my needs are being met sexually. So to me, intimacy and needs being met sexually are different. So like intimacy can look like a lot of things. Like intimacy can look like I want to talk to you about what's bothering me and I want you to listen and pay attention. And maybe I guess I want you to listen and pay attention, but I want to at least attempt to feel heard in that conversation. Mm -hmm. So I think I would really try to break down like where is this showing up? Is this showing up in the bedroom or is this showing up in the sense like um, I want to cuddle or I want to be more open communicative, like in a communicative sense? Um... So I think that that's where I would start, but more so I would look like, well, what do you, what is missing? What aspect, like, do you want more handholding? Do you want to have sex more? Do you want, like, what, what are you, what do you feel that you need more of? Identifying that first before we just go to try to have an open conversation with a partner, because I think when we're talking about things that can elicit shame responses, I feel like we have to be pretty specific in our approach when we're bringing that up with people, right? Because it's already going to be a tense conversation. It's already going to be vulnerable. We're already going to be stepping into the arena and it's going to be... If you think about the three states of mind, you having these conversations, it is so easy to flow into your emotional mind and be like, well, they're not going to understand me. They're never going to get it. I, why am I even doing this? It's so stupid that that I'm even thinking about this. But realistically, using that reasonable mind to pull us into wise minds, a reasonable mind, again, is point A to point B, very methodical, very analytical, pulling us into that wise mind where we validate our feelings of like, yeah, this is scary. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is this is unpacking a lot. This is asking a lot. So in what ways can we make this more manageable with while still tackling it because it needs to happen. So, like, I think you and I know my fave-ski way to sometimes communicate is through text. Yes. Because I have had relationships before where I don't feel that it was welcomed 
in person. Mm-hmm. And I feel that I, when I get into fights or disagreements or talk about things that are super vulnerable for me, I need to write it down mm-hmm. first. I need to work through it in my head, get it on paper, review it, make sure that I'm looking at it from all angles and then be able to send it to discuss. Because then I am taking away the uncomfortability of one, doing it in person in the beginning. And then two, taking away my knee-jerk reaction to look at that person's facial expressions and automatically turn them into a self-sabotaging belief of like, see, this is exactly why I shouldn't have said Mm -hmm. this, blah, 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 blah. That does not mean that I continue these, these conversations through text message. I just feel for me right now, the, the icebreaker message of like, you know, hey, I want to talk about something. This is what's going on. Kind of laying it out like I would a five-finger communication, sure. which is a skill we could talk about at a different time. But like laying, laying it out like that to then be able to have that conversation in person so that person is already knows and I've, I've prefaced like this is what I want to address or talk about. To me, that's easier. So you have to find what works for you. But ultimately, I think that one, let's figure out the difference between wanting something more sexually from your partner or wanting more intimacy. Or if you want to combine the two, I want more passion. I want more caring. I want more um, affection. Yeah, affection, sensuality, instead of just (laughs) just doing it, just fucking. Well, that's the thing. I think In terms of being sensual, that means you're using your senses, right? Like, everybody can be sensual. You use your senses to feel things, right? So when one sense is taken away, you're going to be heightened in other places, right? And that's that can be a really cool experimental thing that you do just to explore each other's bodies, right? Mm -hmm. Again, you don't know if this is something that you want or could do unless you actually do it. And I think what happens a lot of times is people get hung up on the... Fear of reject. Oh, that was a dog barking. Sorry, my door's open. Anyways. It's too hot to not have the door open. We were sweating. So. So. Get with it. People get hung up on, I don't want to be rejected, right? What if I say this, and I need more, and I want more, and they can't? Here's the thing. Your anxiety is going to convince you not to have that conversation because it's going to convince you that there's this terrible threat that's going to happen, and you have to protect yourself. Here's what's going to happen. They're either going to say yes or no. Yep. That's it. They're not going to be like, you disgusting piece of shit. Exactly. <laughs> Could you even ask me that? Like, and if they do, leave. that's a whole nother problem. Get up and put your clothes on and fucking that's leave. What is going on? Another problem. What a, what a, I don't want to make judgments. What a terrible human being. Right. First and foremost, it's a yes or a no. It's, it's a, okay, I'm open to trying it, or no, I'm not. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's okay. It's okay to say no. It's okay to to have that rejection. Here's the thing. You'll never know unless you try. And mm-hmm. we've talked about this before. There's either you're going to try or there's going to be that resentment towards mm-hmm. that other person because we're projecting it onto them instead of not armoring up in that shame of mm-hmm. like, well, I can't talk about it. I have to keep this secret. No, you can talk about it. Mm-hmm. It's okay and healthy to explore these different areas, especially even if they're things that haven't been talked about before. Mm-hmm. What I've seen in a lot of couples that, you know, there's something to do with like kink shaming and stuff like that. It's the utter refusal to be educated on that kink which then causes extreme shame for that partner who's into the kink, which is so fucking damaging, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's so damaging. And in all my research that I've done, there are 
I'm sure maybe you haven't, but like conversion camps for homosexuality, like it's a terrible, terrible fucking thing that like is still somehow happening, which is just appalling to me. They have that for kink stuff. And I'm like, that is so traumatic and detrimental to your well-being. I would never recommend anybody doing that ever. No. And if your partner is like, well, either get rid of it or I'm gone, well, then you need to take a long, hard look at whether or not that relationship is worth working for if they can't accept that part of who you are. And I know that's easier said than done. I am fully aware. But if that is a true part of you and your identity and what you enjoy, then embrace it just like you would anything else that's a part of you. There is no reason to hide it. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm sure you can convince yourself why there are reasons to, right? Like because of the shame, because of the guilt, because of the stigma, X, Y, Z. But taking a long, hard look at that and saying, but this is who I am. Can Mm -hmm. I accept that part of me or not? Mm -hmm. It can all go into like so much depth, right? Absolutely. You could take this conversation 400,000 ways. Mm -hmm. I think the, the biggest takeaway that I want people to have from this discussion is that there is nothing to be ashamed of when talking about sex, when talking about desires, when talking about what you want with your partner, when asking for more, when when discussing a give-and-take relationship. Like, you deserve to have your needs met in whatever relationship that you're in. Here's the thing. Sometimes people can't meet your needs, sure. and that's okay. Yep. You will never know, though, if you don't ask. Yep. If you don't talk about it. If we don't have, if we don't step into that vulnerability and have this conversation. Mm-hmm. And the only other thing I would say to, like, the women who are listening, and that's, I only say that because I am a cis woman, that's mm-hmm. how I identify, is, like, dude, explore your body. Yes. Like, look at your body, touch your body, get to know your body, because then you know what you want and what you need, and you can express that to another person, or you can do it for your fucking self. That's okay, too, Mm -hmm. right? Like, you can ride solo, that's okay, but you won't know until you explore. Get comfortable with it, right? Like, set the mood, set the tone, listen to the music, light the candles, whatever. Get to know your body, because it's yours to do with as you please. Because how do we expect to have a conversation about what we want if we don't know? Exactly. Yep. So, yeah, stay tuned because I'm thinking once I pay off my car, perhaps I can afford to pay for the tuition to become a certified sex therapist. It will be a little while. Sex talks with stuff. (gasps) Yes. Oh, my God, I love it. I love it. And I could market myself as a sex therapist, just not a certified one. But I'm, like, real weird about, well, I want the letters after my name because I want to be, like, official. Same. It's the only reason I wanted to get my doctorate because I wanted to be a doctor. Literally, I want to be Dr. Mari. Yeah. I want to do absolutely none of the work. I don't want to go back to school for five years oh my God. and spend another $200,000. Like I'm not Ugh. here for that. So I hope this is comforting to you guys. I hope it's validating. I hope it's like eye opening in the sense of like, wow, like it is okay for me to talk about sex. Cause again, if yes. you're my friend, that's what we're going to talk about. Not yeah, all the time. Like nine times out of 10, you've already <laughs> talked about it with stuff. Nine times yes. out of 10. Yes. I want to be that person for people to be able to just like open up about all the things. So we hope this was enjoyable for you guys. We hope you got something out of it. Feel free to ask questions. I'm here for it. Uh, yes. You can find me at SpookyFitMom13 on Instagram. Mari is at B underscore XO11. And we are both at Rewriting Her Story Podcast on Instagram. So share this mm-hmm. if you want or just listen to it. Whatever you want to do. Share it. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> and we will see you guys back here for episode 22. Bye. Bye.